our proud partner of the Clydesdale Media. This is the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. All right, guys, I want to tell you a little bit about Type 1 Lifting. So Type 1 Lifting is a clothing brand that proceeds of the shirts, the hats, and everything else go to the Children's Diabetes Foundation. This whole t-shirt company started from me taking care of a five-year-old girl from the emergency department at the Children's Hospital I worked at in Atlanta for a while back. Um, I thought I needed to do a little bit more than kind of just talk about my story. So this is how I started the clothing line because I wanted to show people that even though diabetics have this really bad disease, we can still do amazing things in our life and diabetes won't stop, you know, stop us reaching our goals. So go check out type1lifting.com. And, um, you know, if you have any questions, you can always reach me out on Instagram. It's type1lifting and hope you guys enjoy the show. Hey guys, we have a new sponsor for the type one lifting podcast. The company's called Liberté Lifestyle. So Liberté is a French word meaning freedom, and the company was founded on the desire to have freedom to choose what we want to do with our lives. I actually had the owner, um, Nicole, on my podcast on episode 28, so if you want to go back and listen to her, um, she talks about how she started the company and what she wants to do in the future with the company, which is pretty cool. So uh, they actually have knee sleeves, wrist wraps, shirts, shorts. Uh, love the knee sleeves. I have the ice cream knee sleeves, and I love them so much. They haven't the neoprene's still good. Uh, the seams haven't split compared to other uh, knee sleeves that I have had in the past, uh, and I'm planning to keep these for a very, very long time. So uh, Nicole actually gave me a promo code for you guys too. So it's all capital letters, T-Y-P-E, and the number one. So it's type one. So go to LibertéLifestyle.com, uh, check out what they have in the store, use the promo code type one, and save some coin. Now let's go to the episode. All right, guys, welcome to a new episode of the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. Um, for this guest, one of my friends actually showed me his Instagram page, and I was like, I got to get this guy on the show because he's like probably like like half hour away from where I live, and I had no idea who this dude was. Uh, so uh, I'd like to welcome online personal trainer Nick Bellew. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Not bad. And um, so our mutual fan, I, I work with this guy, and um, you actually train him too. But like I, like, I literally saw your page. I was like, how how do I not how did I not see this guy? Because like I I'm like I I lived used to live in coming. I was like I used to go to like all the gyms and stuff like that. And I've never even heard of you. So I mean it's crazy. Well, that's probably because there are thousands of people out there that are just like me on Instagram that have a lot of followers and they're doing what they love and they post it. And I'm just another guy that's doing it and doing something he loves and and that's probably why. Yeah, absolutely crush absolutely crushing it. So um so obviously this is going to be after um this this post is going to be after the new year's. So are you the type of person that um would go uh, go out to like a new year's eve, you know, like like not a party, but like a new year's eve like, you know, a, a event at all or are you just kind of the person that would like sleep in and then wake up the next morning and absolutely crush it? Yeah, I'm uh I'm the type of person that's in bed by ten o'clock, hopefully, unless my <laughs> wife drags me out like this year. <laughs> I actually this year the uh, Georgia game is on at eight o'clock, and she set up a dinner reservation in Atlanta um, for us at seven forty-five. So I, she said we're not bringing in the new year with football. So I said, okay, you're the boss. We'll still be home by eleven o'clock, so I'm fine with it. Yeah, I mean, you can watch a little bit of the games or the highlights, so. Yeah, I'll be watching it on my phone at the at the table. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, so, um, 
so you told me earlier that you're you're born and raised up in the like northern northern Atlanta, like you know, like north of Atlanta area. So, um, what was it like growing up down here? Because obviously it's changed dramatically, even the eight years that I've been down here. So what what was it like growing up down here for you? Yeah, it was great. I'm uh I'm from Forsyth County, which is about thirty minutes north of Atlanta, and uh, we moved there, I think in. 1996 or seven and i was like four years old and the way that that area specifically has developed mm -hmm. is mind-blowing it is mind-blowing there used to be like one dirt road on 141 <laughs> now it's like a four-lane highway there's been so much construction it's like construction non-stop for the last 20 years um but it, it was amazing it's such a great area um it has amazing schools and I grew up and I was extremely involved in sports and my dad was my football coach growing up. Um, I played football and baseball and basketball and I did that and I, I stayed local. I went to, to, to South Forsyth Middle School, South Forsyth High School and, and played sports the whole time. Um, but honestly, like right now I live in Alpharetta and I work in Forsyth still. And there's like, you know, people have this desire to, to move far away and get out of the, the area yep. that they grew up in. And I'm like, I want to get out of that area, but about 15 minutes out of that area. I don't want to go mm -hmm. any, I, I love this area so much that I still want to be tied to it, but not directly in it. I spend enough time in Forsyth County, but we're right on the border right now in Alpharetta and, and I just love it. I have no desire to go anywhere. Yeah. So um, when I first came down here with, with my, my wife, well, my girlfriend, now my wife, so we went to her parents' house. So they bought a house in like literally like right at the border of Cherokee County. And so we went off of like exit 12 and I'm like driving like a half hour. And I'm like, are we still in the same town or like, like are, it's so, so big compared to like being up in Massachusetts. A county is like, I don't know, like five, like five towns put together. Yeah. And like literally like one town is one county, which is insane. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is wild. It's crazy. There's a, there's, it's so populated now. I think there's seven high schools right now in Forsyth County. And there, <laughs> and, and I think six of them are seven, a schools, which means they have at least 2000 students at them. Yeah. It's crazy. insane. It's insane how, how much it's blown up. It's, I, I can't, I can't believe it, but, um, yeah. so, um, when did, obviously you, you said you were playing sports like back when you were younger. So when did like working out and fitness come about? So it's funny because I was a really good athlete growing up and I was, I was good at football and, and baseball. Um, but we had weight training for those, obviously. And I was always the person that was doing squats and peeking in the mirror to see if my coach was counting the reps and basically, <laughs> <laughs> basically sandbagging every lift. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm like a leader on this team, but I, at the same time, I'm like, not a good example. I wasn't leading by example and I had no interest in it really. Um, and then my senior year, right after football started or ended, I started going to the gym in the mornings before school with one of my friends and I got into it a little bit. And over like the next four or five years when I was in college, I was always interested in it. And I would read a lot of forums mm -hmm. and I would dig down into the data and things like that. But then when it came to like discipline to going to the gym and eating healthy, it was like the opposite of, of discipline. It was, it was, I, 
there was no progress whatsoever. And I didn't live that way of life whatsoever. And then uh, when I got out of college, I moved home and I kind of, I was just in a spot in my life where I really, I, I wasn't, I wasn't happy with, with my life and, and mm -hmm. how things were looking. Um, I was overweight. I, I just felt like a slob and I, things changed to where I reached a point where I, uh, I decided to go on a diet and I dove in and I started doing keto, which, you know, I, I love keto for the fact that it pushed me into the knowledge about nutrition and I don't knock people that do keto, but I was the typical keto zealot that was telling everybody that carbs are the devil and just like <laughs> just so ingrained in this. And there's so much data and things that you can look into when you're on keto and you turn into that person. And that's what I did. And it worked. I lost like 60 pounds. Wow. Throughout that time, I, I, I saw so I was like two, 240 and I dropped down to like 180 with diet alone. And I started to learn a lot about nutrition and I was like amazed and, and super interested in how food and exercise started to affect my body and my digestion and my energy levels and the way I felt about myself and my mental clarity and how I slept. It was like, it was so interesting to me. Um, and I lost that 60 pounds and I started going to the gym when I probably had lost like 40 pounds. I started jumping into the gym and uh, I was, I was unwilling to train legs. So I did, of course, uh, <laughs> I did, I did uh, chest and tries back and buys and shoulders that three day rotation just on loop for seven days a week. And I did that for over a year and it was, it was fun and I enjoyed it and I learned in the process. Um, and then all of this stuff about nutrition, I, I kind of started applying to weightlifting and obviously mm -hmm. I had a sports background. So I knew what I was doing and I'm, a, I'm an athletic person. Um, and I started looking into more of the research and following the right people and learning how to do these things. And it's just, it's just my personality to where I go down these rabbit holes and I never come out. And it's like, it, it, at first it started with diet and going down that rabbit hole. And then it was diet and training. And mm. it just evolved into so many different things. Um, and, you know, I, I have the type of personality that I, I, I latch on to things. I'm very black and white. And I've, I've been latched on to, to mountain biking and golf and uh, fishing and all of these things. But those all went away after, you know, six months or a year. And the one thing that has stayed is, is nutrition and training. And so now it's been like six years of just like putting my head down into the research and looking at it um, and basically using myself as an experiment to see what works. And then obviously applying that to clients and seeing how it worked for them. And then you get like a culmination of all these different effects and you start to learn like, what are your training and diet philosophies? And I don't know, it's just, it's something that I became extremely passionate about, which is interesting because I was so not passionate about it in high school. Um, but you know, I think, I think that life changes and you start to learn more about yourself and then you find something that you're extremely passionate about and someone like me, they just latch on like crazy and it hasn't gone away yet. So yep. we'll see where it goes, but it's, <laughs> it's been a, it's been a wild journey. Yeah. So, um, I, I was doing some research on you and I, 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 I think this is right. So you received a degree in logistics. Yeah. Georgia Southern. 
And so um, what made you kind of stay in the, in the fitness field instead of going like a different path in logistics? So I actually do um, work in logistics. Oh, okay. So my family, my dad is, uh, he owns a trucking company. So that's kind of, you know, and, and his dad had it before him. So obviously when I go to college and I have no idea what I want to do, I'm going to be a logistics major and Georgia Southern's a great logistics school. So I did that. Uh, and I immediately started working for my dad. Um, but I work from home and my schedule is very flexible and I I'm able to, you know, put fitness and all of that as a priority along with my full-time job. And we'll mm -hmm. talk about football coaching later. Um, but that's, I'm very fortunate in the fact that I, I went to school and got a logistics major. I did an internship with a massive company, uh, Nolan Transportation. Oh, and wow. then I went and, and yeah, and then I went, do you know them? Yeah, I've seen the trucks and everything like okay, that. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I know who they are. So, th so that was a great experience. And then I transferred in and I started working with my dad, which it gratefully allows me to have a flexible schedule. Yeah. So um, you said that you, I, I also did the, um, some more research. So you said you're a football coach. You're the wide, wide receivers coach for uh, South Forsyth. That's so, right. um, how, what made you get into in, to coaching? Cause I, I've been, I've been coaching lacrosse for, well, before I moved down to Georgia for like eight years and I, I love it. I love coaching kids. So I don't, I kind of want to get what your um, experience is with coaching. Yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. And uh, it's a, it's a pretty cool story. I, um, you know, when I was talking about when I was overweight and I was in this spot in my life where I wasn't happy, I got some of the the best advice that i've ever gotten in my life and i was talking to a therapist and he asked me we were sitting down and he asked me um we we're talking about you know what do i want to do with my life and where do yeah. i see myself going and i had no idea he said well what are you passionate about and i said honestly nothing and i couldn't think of anything that i was passionate about and then i said well the one thing i'm passionate about is football uh, and I always have been. And then I went on to say, you know, like my dream job would be to be a high school football coach. That's my dream job. And he said, well, what would it take for you to do that? And I said, well, I would have to go back to school and get, get my teaching certification. And that would take about two years. Um, and, you know, by then, who knows if I'd even want to do it anymore and, and teach. And I don't really want to be a teacher at a school building. Mm -hmm. um, and he said, well, are you sure that that's what you'd have to do? And I said, I, I'm pretty sure. He's like, why don't you do me a favor and reach out to your old head coach from high school and just see, see what it would take for you to become a, a football coach. And I said, okay, I can do that. So I reached out to him. He called me into his office and we had a meeting and I explained everything to him. And he said, well, you can be a full-time lay coach or a community coach and not be a teacher in the building. And I was like, really? I didn't know that. He said, yeah, yeah. So that kind of opened the door for me. And, and, and granted a lot of high school football coaches, especially at big seven, a programs like South, um, they don't like to have community coaches or lay coaches because what is said in that meeting room cannot be pushed out into the community. You know, it's mm -hmm. very private and there has to yeah. be a lot of trust there. Um, and thank God he knew me from high school and he knew my character and he gave me a shot. So with me working in logistics, 
I had an opportunity at that point. I was doing the internship at Nolan and they had, uh, I had like a, a couple weeks left of it and they were going to offer me a full-time job at the end of that internship where I had friends right out of college making over a hundred thousand dollars, you know, a lot of commission based and things like that. And I was 23 years old and that was very appealing to me. And I was like, okay, do I do this and go for the money, which it's a great environment, but I don't, I don't like sitting at a desk all day and talking on the phone. That's not really my style. Yeah. Um, or do I go after this passion of mine? And I am so glad I did what I did because I, I just, I've been coaching for six years now and I absolutely love it. So I decided to, I decided to leave Nolan and uh, go into business with my dad where I have a flexible schedule and I can be a full-time football coach. So during the season, I work from, I go up to practice. Uh, well, I work during the day and then I go up to practice at about three o'clock and I get home at like seven 30 or so. Uh, and then we have games on Friday, Thursday night is JV games. And then Friday night is our varsity games. I work all Saturday and Sunday watching film. So it's a seven day, seven day a week job. And it's a lot going on during the season. Um, but like right now we're in the off season and I have a little bit more time, but the, the, the coaching football is honestly one of the greatest things that, that's ever happened to me for me to be around high school kids and to see those guys develop and just interact with each other and watch the guy that's poking his head around in the mirror to see if I'm counting his reps. And, you know, <laughs> I relate to those people now, yeah. you know, so I, I kind of relate to the people that are all about it now. And I also relate to that kid that's doing that now. And it's just, there's so much that I can offer these guys. And, and, you know, I'm, 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 I'm also good at what I do with that. And, you know, when you find something that, that you're passionate about and you see that you're, you're good at it, it, it just lights that fire under you to to continue to do it and, and just love every second of it. Yeah. So um, how does coaching football and doing the online o- online like personal training stuff, how, how do they kind of gel together to kind of like help help each other out? So one of the best things that I learned after my first year of coaching, um, I was having my end of the year meeting with with our head coach and he was talking about relaying messages and and you know getting points across and coaching styles and things like that and how to how to do that and i said well you know the main goal is to get your point across to teach this person something and that was how i was viewing it is that i have this information and i need to tell it to this player and he said there's another part to that that you're missing and that's to get the most out of that player Right. And to do that, which all really good coaches do, are able to understand how that individual functions and how they receive coaching best. Some people will shut down if you scream at them. Some people Mm -hmm. have to have you scream at them. So it's like this art that you learn in coaching high school football players and learning how they tick and how to get the most out of them and relay the information. So that's kind of the best thing that I've applied to this online coaching is that. I'm able to take clients and understand that not everybody's going to react the same or somebody to get the most out of one person could look completely different than the next person, you know? So I try to apply that and that's, and that's tough to do. It's really hard to do. And, and doing it with high school football players is a challenge, but you see yourself get better and better at it every single year. You start to see, okay, this is what gets this guy going. And that's what you continue to do. And you kind of just have to cater to the athlete 
so that you work together to get the best outcome. Yeah. I, I think if you can get a hold of like understanding teenagers, you can get a hold of anybody. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, because right. like obviously, like like you said, some some kids shut down, and they like I've I've dealt with that too. So like I understand like how that works and stuff. But um, yeah, it's it's definitely, I think it's tough because like obviously like they're they're in a different age bracket compared to you, and like you're when you were in high school, it was a lot different compared to where where they where they're at now. Yeah, and it's it's interesting too. Like I I look back and I remember. I just remember how big of an influence my coaches had on me, mm -hmm. you know, and things that they might have said that just came out of their mouth. It meant nothing to them. It meant everything to me, you know, and like I remember every time a coach would pull me off to the side and, and you know, have a have a sit down talk with me when I was in high school. And it meant so much. It told me that they cared about me and it probably didn't mean a whole lot to the coach. You know, he probably did it to several guys that day. And I have to remember that as a coach, especially with high school kids that are developing like that, is that it all matters. Mm -hmm. You have to be very, very intentional about what you do and how you do it with these guys, because they will remember whether you do or not. A lot of this stuff, they will remember. Yeah, definitely agree. So um, when did you start doing like, like, you know, personal training, like coaching for, for, for clients? Yeah, so I, I started... Um, when I, when I dove into diet and I started getting into the gym, it took about three years for me to get, you know, I had, I had the results to back it up where people were finally coming up to me and say, Hey man, what are you doing? Um, and I had a group of friends that we would, we would talk about this stuff and I could, they could clearly tell that I knew what I was talking about, or I would go to the gym with them and I would, I would teach them how to do certain movements. Hey, turn your wrist this way and drive your elbow, just cues. Yep. Yep. And they're just like, oh my gosh, like I feel it in my back so much more now. And I think it's, it's that, that kind of earns validity and, and, you know, training people and people wanting, uh, advice from you. So I started off with, um, just kind of helping people out with diet and things like that, you know, friends for free. Um, and then what I found is that when you're coaching and you're doing a good job, referrals are like crazy. They're mm -hmm. like, Hey man, this guy I work with, yep. he, he's trying to lose weight right now. Can you help him? I'm like, yeah, send him, send him uh, my number and started working with people like that. And then that was all for free. And then it reaches a point where it's starting to take up more time. And you're realizing that like, Hey, I have a lot of value in this. I have a lot to offer and I'm going to charge that accordingly. So I started off and I just did like a, a fair assessment of what I thought I was worth. It's like, you know, 50 bucks a month. I'll help you with your diet. It's like nothing. Um, and I've just kind of worked with more and more people and, and, and people at the gym, they talk to me and I say, Hey, I'm starting to do this. Um, and then after about a year of doing that kind of like low key, I just, I decided to turn it into a business and I turned it into a business and, uh, now it's it's obviously with my Instagram following, it's taken off more than it has, but it's just, you know, it's an evolving thing. It starts out with conversations with people, you give them value, and then they text you or they reach out to you on Instagram and say, hey, I really appreciate that advice you gave me. Mm -hmm. You think maybe that uh, you could help me out? Say, yeah, this is, this is kind of what I provide. Yeah. So did you ever think you wanted to be like an in-person personal trainer, like a local, like global gym or anything like that? Or, uh, Yeah. So I... That one's tough for me. I, so, so online coaching, 
has its pros and cons. It's great in a lot of ways, mm -hmm. but it also has its drawbacks because you're not with them in person and you have to rely on videos and things like that. Um, the thing with me is that I'm a, I'm very busy. You know, I, I, I have the, the logistics and, and the football. I have this business. I was the bass fishing coach for South for a while. You know, like I wear a lot of hats throughout yeah. the day. I'm a husband. Um, so I obviously I can't spend all this time in the gym. So, and I, and, and the thing is, is that I take my training so seriously, like more serious than I should. So when I'm in there, I selfishly, I'm like, I can't have somebody else detract from my time in here. And I, I, for that reason, I work out by myself a lot of the time. Um, and you know, I have a couple of friends that I enjoy working out with because they have the same intensity and drive, but it's really hard for me to, and it's, and it's a downfall of mine is like the patience to work with somebody new. And, you know, if, if I want to take somebody into the gym to lift with me, it's like, I'm trying to do my thing. And then it's, it's kind of throwing off the vibe here. Yeah. Um, no, and, I, know, I, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, totally yeah. agree. Yeah. And, and if I had the time to be in the gym longer, I think I would be okay with it. Um, but from everything else that I'm doing, it's like, I have this three hour time gap. I'm going to eat my meal, go to the gym, eat my meal. And that's how it's going to look every time. I'm just so schedule oriented that if I get stuck up in a 20 minute conversation with somebody about, you know, the short head of the bicep, I'm just like, gosh, you just threw everything <laughs> off, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so, so with my experience, so I've, I've been a personal trainer for like quite a while and I've done, like, I don't do, I don't do it anymore right now because it's just, I, I used to work at a global, I used to work at a gym, like a, you know, a mom, like the, the biggest chain gym in the country. And it's just, I, I, the one thing that really got me was, was the, the pay rate. So the way they do it is like a half hour of training is, you know, whatever, like 48%. So you get 48% that the gym gets the rest. And mm -hmm. then after like you work, you know, you have a couple of years working, you know, I'll go up to like 50, 55% and like, but the problem is, is, you know, my thing is like, I, I have kids, I have a wife and if they didn't show up, like obviously it would charge them, but if they cancel, like, you know, earlier, like I don't get paid. Yeah. So that's, that's the problem. So in, and plus like the pay rate with like, you know, training people, you know, it just wasn't cutting it because obviously the gym wants to hit a certain goal for like sales and stuff like that. So they'll lowball, you know, they'll get to say like, okay, instead of like, you know, let's just say like, you know, it's like 50 bucks a half an hour, we'll bump it down to like 40. And so now it's even less. And so it's just like, you know, you only yeah. want, you only want to do so much. Like, let's say like, Hey, I'm not going to take anything lower than this. But then the problem is you're not going to get new clients. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the other issue with that too, is like, if they're taking half of it, you, you don't want to, you don't want to screw your client over, you know, you want them to be charged for what they're receiving, you know, mm -hmm. and there's like, you know, they're paying double just so that the gym can get the cut. Um, so I don't, yeah, I don't know if I would feel right about that either. Yeah. And it's the biggest money. It's the biggest money machine in that, in those gyms, like personal training other than like, you know, if they do protein shakes, you know, yeah. cause the gym that I used to work at, they were making like seven grand a month pre pandemic of with just off of shakes. Really? <laughs> and I'm like sitting there like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, yeah. 
you know, give us more money. You know, we're, yeah. we're, we're helping you guys out. Like, so what's, what's the problem? And yeah, so th then it, and it got to the point I was like, okay, I need to, I need to get out cause it's not cutting it. So, yeah. Yeah. So do you do like online style now at all? No, I, I don't know. I, I, to be honest with you, like, I don't, I, I kind of want to talk to you about that too, but like, I just don't right now have the time because I'll, my, the way my work, my schedule works is I'll get up at like four 20 in the morning, go work out at five to like six 30, get home at like six 45, take a shower real quick, get my kids ready to go to school, drop them off, go into the city to work on like Mondays, but then Tuesdays, you know, Tuesdays to Fridays, I'll just work from home. And then yeah. I'm like, obviously with, you, you know, our fellow, like our, our, you know, we're our, both our friends, um, you know, both of us are on the phone all day, all day. Yeah. And it's like, there's no time to even, you know, do that. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's fine. But I mean, I would like to do online stuff, but the problem is, is just like, like I do the podcast too. So it's just like taking more time away from the family. So it's like where I'm like burning the candle at both ends. So it's yeah. like, I can't really, I really can't do both. Yeah. Yeah. Time is definitely a factor. You know, like I, I think a lot of people think that, uh, you know, I think half the people that get into online training, there's so many online coaches now. There's, oh, just, yeah, there's so many, but half of them do it because they think it's easy money. And then, you know, the other half are like, this is something I'm passionate about and I have value to provide and, mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to, I'm going to make money doing it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think that a lot of the people fail to realize, like, there's a lot of work, you know, this is a, this is a full-time job and, and you're constantly talking to people and replying, you're getting texts at 4am about, you know, brown rice versus white rice and, and things <laughs> like that, you know, so yeah. there's, there's more, there's more that goes into it than people think, you know, especially signing up new clients and coming up with their plan and then making adjustments on a weekly basis and things like that. But, you know, it's a trade-off because yes, it's a lot of work, but I also don't really view it as work because I love doing it, but it is very time consuming. Yeah, I agree. So um, when you have a new client, so what's the typical um, process of like, you know, having a new client to like where they want to go, go, go and stuff like that? Yeah. So, um, I have a client questionnaire that they fill out. It's got everything from their height, their weight, uh, their training experience, their short-term goal, their long-term goal, foods that they don't like their current training split. Um, it's got a long list of questions that gives me a bunch of information to create their plan. Um, and, you know, say it's, say it's somebody that is uh, obese and they want to lose weight and they want to, they want to get into the gym. Mm -hmm. Um, if it's somebody that's that's like that, I'll make this plan for them. And it's a long word document that writes it out. Okay, these are the instructions for water intake. These are the cooking instructions. Use Pam and not this. Um, you can have this many diet sodas with artificial sweeteners. And then I'll give out their plan, their, their meal options and all of that. And then I'll give them a, a, a cardio routine and then the check-ins on a weekly basis. I'll say, okay, this is a, a every, you pick the day, every Tuesday morning, you're going to send me a check and it's going to have your scale weight, your energy levels, your mm -hmm. sleep, your digestion, uh, your adherence to the plan, um, and then photos. So they'll send me photos. That's kind of how the communication works. Um, and then they get that plan. And it's basically me answering questions, making sure that they understand everything fully. And then on a week to week basis, seeing that their progress and their photos and, and their uh, response feedback, making adjustments to make sure that they're still going towards their goals. And 
if it's somebody like a like an obese person that has bad eating habits, I might look at that and say, okay, we don't need to do a wholesale chicken and rice diet here. Maybe if you're eating uh, or say you're drinking 12 Coke today, let's just lower it to six this first week. That's all mm. we're going to do. We're going to lower it to six. It's manageable. We'll see a difference in the scale. Um, and then we're going to lower it to three. And then we're going to switch to Diet Coke. And we're going to go for a five-minute walk every other day. And then we're going to go for 10. And it's all about making this incremental climb and, and adjustments. Um, and at the same time, making sure that they're seeing progress because that's what's going to give them hope. You know, if, yeah. if they don't see the scale move at all, they're going to think this is a waste of time. But if they see themselves lose 10 pounds in the first week, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm committed. I'm on fire for this. I'm all about it. And then you can kind of start to make these small adjustments. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what the process looks like. And it's, it's, it ranges from so many different people. It could be people trying to lose weight, people that, that are trying to gain weight, people that have never been in the gym before, people that are what that they're intermediate gym lifters and they want to go to advance. They want to compete in a bodybuilding show. Um, so a lot of that process comes from their intake form and that client questionnaire for me to look at their situation and say, okay, this is what I'm looking at. And this is what I see. And this is where I think that you could improve, whether it's training split, um, or diet or just consistency and things like that. Yeah. So, um, let's just say you have a client, um, that kind of likes, uh, I don't know, like burn classes or something like that. Do you kind of like add that into your workout to kind of make them, you know, kind of stick around or how, how does that work for you? What did you say? Burn classes? That, like, like CrossFit or like functional CrossFit. movements and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, it just, it depends on their goals. If they're, uh, if they want to be a competitive bodybuilder and they want to bring up their legs, but they also want to run marathons and, and run 15 miles a day, <laughs> then, you know, this is, this is your journey, but I'm going to lay out and say, look, these are the, this is your goal. And this is my suggestion on how you do it. And do I think going to a, a burn class or a cardio class once a week is going to be a big difference? No. And I'll tell them that. But if, you know, if they're, if they are in a massive calorie deficit and they're wanting to do CrossFit four times a week on top of their bodybuilding training. Yeah, no, no way. Exactly. Yeah. And and I'm just going to lay that out for them and, and strongly, strongly suggest that they don't do it. You know, that's, that's kind of how I look at it. And if I don't think it's going to be detrimental to the overall goal, then absolutely. I think that you should have fun. Or another good example is like, uh, Hey, I want to play basketball after at LA fitness after I work out. And um, it, it depends on the person. If you are, six weeks out from a show, I'm going to say, absolutely not. No, if you're a, <laughs> yeah. if you're a, a, a 24 year old kid, that's trying to lose weight and learn more about training. Absolutely. Go, go play basketball. It's probably ideal for you to play basketball. You're going to love going to the gym. You're going to, you, it's just, to me, I think that for some people, the cardio that they love is the best route to take mm -hmm. for other people. This specific cardio has to be what it is. You know, yep. it's just different for everybody. Yeah. So, um, what do you do to like, you know, have people buy into like, you know, what's your, you know, programming and everything like that? Um, so I, I'm kind of taking this as like, how do I earn trust and, and, and people want yeah. to step on board with me? So I'm not a good salesman. I'll just tell you straight up. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not the salesman type. <laughs> um, and that's something that I have to work on obviously, but as of right now and how I've approached it leading up to this is um, 
the education that I provide. You know, I think that the content speaks for itself in mm-hmm. a lot of my on my Instagram. Um, so I think that earning trust in people is a looking the part in to a degree so that they're like, OK, I, I can somewhat listen to this guy. Um, and then, you know, also having some like science to back it up and understanding human anatomy and function and things like that. Um, and then also, um, I do Q and A's right on my Instagram stories. I'll do Q and A's and I'll get hundreds of questions from these people. Mm -hmm. And I I think that there's a lot of value in that. So of course, yeah, I think that with the value piece of it, I'm very good with that. And I think that that you know, it, it lends me a lot of clients in that respect. But um, the other piece of it is, is using client testimonies for other people. You know, if you do solid work and they reach their goal and they're happy with what y'all did together, ask them for a, a testimony uh, and, and you can share it on your story or your page or however you want to do it. But I think that, that, that those two things together are, are my big, biggest things right there. And obviously there's room to improve. It's things that I'm not very good at, like mm-hmm. popping on a story and selling something. Like it's not it's not my style, but you also have to play the game a little bit. So I'm kind of in the process of learning how to play that game right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm a firm believer of testimonials are like the the main thing. Yeah. I mean, that's that, that's your selling point right there. I mean, because yeah. like, like I ha- I've had multiple clients that have lost like 60 pounds, you know, have worked with me. And, you know, I literally just show them like, hey, you could talk to this this person right here. They lost sixty pounds with me, so, you know, you know, kind of talk to them, kind of see what what they like and what they don't like about working out with me, and then kind of go from there. That's exactly right. I mean, what do you do when you when you're trying to choose a restaurant? You go on Yelp and you look at the reviews. Yeah. Can you go to the one that has good reviews? Yeah, right? definitely. Yeah, definitely. So, um, how many how many clients do you have like right now, and what's what's the max that you kind of stick with? So right now I have a lower amount of clients, but the reason is because I have an app coming out and, and this isn't something that you and I have discussed, but, uh, it's really exciting. So I, I, I'm in the process of doing the backend work on this app and it's going to be my coaching platform and it's got, you know, you go into the muscle recruitment app and it's got, uh, it's got videos of every exercise. It spits out the the training program that I made. It's got the ability to switch out movements with other ones that I've selected to take that place. It's got uh, you know, the the diet and and the way that the the software works. I put in the diet, but it links thousands of foods to it that have pictures and cooking instructions and recipes and uh, videos on how to make foods. And you can also recycle those. Hey, I don't want this meal and automatically spits me an email and then I replace it with something else. And it's just like, it's such an amazing uh, way to streamline this process. And right now my clients are, you know, it's, it takes a lot of time, like I said. And a lot of that is because I'm doing most of this based off of, you know, Google sheets and Mm -hmm. training and, uh, like Google drive and I'm sharing this and sharing their diet and having this software or this app to be able to store all of their data. So it's easily accessible to me is going to let me have a lot more clients. So right now the app is launching on February 2nd. Oh, very um, cool. 
yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for it. And I'm doing all this back end work. I've, I've uploaded over a hundred training videos. It's got exercise uh, descriptions on how to do it. It's got a video of me talking and doing it. Um, it's been, it's been really, really exciting, but right now, since it hasn't launched yet, I'm taking like early access signups and I've got my website and this company that, that I invested in it. That's helping me do the app is, uh, They've got my website set up and it's got the four questions of your name and your email address, contact information. Um, so now I, it, that puts it into a Google Drive. And now I have a list of these clients that are going to be hopping on board on February 2nd. Um, so it, it's really exciting. You know, I talk about how busy I am during the day and how many hats I wear. And this is like, you know, the problem through all of this is like, I can barely manage 20 clients how am I going to grow this business? And it's like, okay, how can I find a way that I can streamline this into something that's a little bit more easy to manage for me? Mm -hmm. So I think like the upper range of what the amount of clients that I could have with this is, um, I honestly, I'd have to see, but in the hundreds, you know, I could have hundreds of clients with this. Whereas right now, if I have 25 clients, then it's really, really unmanageable for me. Yeah. So what, um, how long did it take you? And like, what, what was like the, you know, the idea of like, Hey, maybe I should just do an app. And like, how long has it taken you to get to where it is now? So I had a company reach out to me and we had a lot of back and forth and they talked to me and you know, it's funny. I, I actually, I ignored the message. Cause you know, I get a, I get a lot of DMS about, Hey, promote this or, or that. Oh, I get tons of that too. Yeah. Tons of that. Yeah. So, you know, I discard a lot of them. Um, but I, I ignored this and then they, I don't even think they reached back out. I think I was going through my DMs and clearing them out and I just so happened to click on it and I read through it and it said something about setting up a call. And I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll set up a call. Mm -hmm. And I hopped on the phone with this guy and he's actually from New Zealand. And it, what we were talking about with client testimonials earlier, he gave me his spiel about the whole thing. We set up a Zoom call and he said, hey, this is how it works. This is all the details. Reach out to these people on the list. And there was a list of about 30 people. And I started going through their Instagrams. And they were all people that are, you know, very similar to my pages. And I reached out to them. And every single one of them said, this is just, it's such a lifesaver for me. It's so organized. I can store my clients. And I know exactly what each person is doing. It automatically spits me emails whenever they reach out you know, things like that, that it just, it makes it so much easier for me to work with. Um, and these are credible people that were on this list. So I continued to have conversations with this guy and um, I, I went through the process of doing that, but there was still some uncertainty to it. Mm -hmm. And it was just one of those things that I kind of like sat back and thought about and talked to my wife about. And um, I sat on it for a few days. And then like, by the end of that, it was extremely clear to me what I should do. And I decided to go through with the app and like, you know, after I, after I decided to do it, then it's like, Oh my gosh, what did I just do? And then, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But, but we've been, <laughs> we've been doing this, this backend work for, uh, you know, over two and three months, something like that. Um, and I've been plugging in all of this stuff and my training philosophies and diet philosophies and, and everything like that. Um, so we've been doing that. It's like a, a three or four month process to get the, the app launched. And ever since the initial doubt after I decided to do it, it's been like after I got into it and started working with it, I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is a lifesaver. This is going to be so exciting.
Yeah, that that was kind of like me with uh, when I started podcasting because I literally would use my phone and there's an app on my phone to kind of do podcast recordings on my phone and then like send it off. And so yeah. I would use, literally use that and like two lapel mics, one on me and then like one on like uh, one underneath the computer and kind of do it that way. And then I like was like so nervous about doing like, you know, recording zooms and like all that kind of stuff, even like recording audio. I, I did it. I got like a mixer, started recording on a, on a, um, you know, a, a SD card. And then all of a sudden that went, that went bad. And I'm like, I was like, just slow. I'm like slowly kind of, you know, moving away yeah. to try new things. So, which is a good thing. Yeah. So, but yeah, like, I, I'm, awesome. I'm such a creature of habit. It's, it's, it's insane. Like I'll do the same stuff. I'll eat the same stuff over and over and over yeah. again. And like, just don't care. Yeah, that's right. Me too. Yeah. So, um, Chandler, our, our friend, uh, Chandler, uh, so he said your regiment, your daily regiments is insane. <laughs> so can you kind of go over like a typical day for you? Like what's your regiment for like, you know, what you do? Yeah. So he's probably, uh, referring to just how disciplined I am. Mm -hmm. Um, because like I said earlier, I'm so like, like you, I'm a creature of habit and I'm black and white. And, um, you know, I, I've just, for example, we talked about adherence to plan earlier, right? That's one of the questions I ask my clients and I have a bodybuilding coach as well. And I answer that same question every week and at my adherence to the plan, as in, did I stick to the diet? 100%. Did I stick to the training? 100%. It's on a scale of one to 10. It's been a 10 out of 10 for four years in a row, right? Mm -hmm. Like, not a single meal missed, not a single gram of rice over what it's supposed to be, things like that, that just like, at this point, it's so normal for me, right? Like, it, I, I think nothing of it. That's just how I operate and how I function at my best. But other people look in and like, you know, they walk in to come hang out and there's a scale on the counter and they're like, what's that for? And I'm just like, nothing, don't worry about it. <laughs> but they all know by now, they know that that's my personality and that's what I do. Um, but it's crazy to other people. It really is. But like, uh, for example, during during football season, I'll usually I'll, I'll wake up around five and then I'll go I'll eat and I'll go to the gym. I'll work out for usually two hours. But if I'm dieting and I'm doing a lot of cardio, I'll work out and then I'll do 45 minutes of cardio on the Stairmaster or something. Uh, I'll come home and I'll shower. I'll eat um, and then I'll go to work. And I'm also, I'm, I talk to a lot of people on the phone, you know, I'll process things with people. So anytime I'm in my car, I'm on the phone with somebody, one of my people on my network mm -hmm. that were talking about things, life and, and whatever, but um, I'll go to work and I'll work all day there. But as I'm at work, I'm also, you know, on my phone, checking client stuff and, um, you know, maybe like Instagram posts and things like that. Um, and then I'm also getting ready for, football practice. So I have to come up with what are the receivers doing that day, an individual, and I have to come up with uh, defensive scout cards for our offensive plays. How does, how does uh, Gainesville line up to us in this formation? And I have to go in and do that research and make sure that our scout team on defense is lined up correctly. So I'll go in the huddle, you know, the website and I'll, I'll put all that information in. So there's a lot of pre-practice prep going on. Um, and, you know, throughout this time, I'm eating my six meals or, you know, at the same time, same thing every day. And then I go to practice and I'm at practice for about three and a half hours, uh, stick, stick around, talk to the kids, usually talk to somebody. And then 
at night, my, my wife and I usually have something going on. We'll have like a function, whether it's going to friends' houses or a church event, something like that, that we'll mm-hmm. go to. Um, and then at night we just, we try to, uh, we're, we're big Netflix people. So we'll, we'll watch a show and sometimes we have 30 minutes to watch it. Sometimes we have longer, but, um, it's, uh, we're, we're in the middle of Yellowstone right now. So nice. we're trying to do that, but, um, that's kind of like how a typical day looks. It's not, it doesn't sound crazy. A lot of people have busier schedules. The difference is that most people, go to work at 9am and they come home at five and they're doing the same thing all day. And for me, it takes a lot of planning because I'm wearing so many different hats. It's yeah, like, of course, yep. go from the gym to the logistics, I'm throwing some training in there, throwing a little bit of football pre-work. And then I go to practice, then I'm a husband and then I'm going to this church thing. And it's like, there's a lot of uh, like premeditated, like planning that has to go on or else I get anxiety about all the things I have to do. So <laughs> yeah, and I'm, yeah. and I'm also, I'm the type of person that like, I have a, a list to do every day. And like, I, until I knock everything off of it, I just have like a, a slight bit of anxiety about getting it done. I don't want to forget. So I've got like alarms going off in my phone every 30 <laughs> minutes, call this guy back or don't forget yeah, to yeah, take yeah. the trash out. Just things yep, like yep. that. Yeah, definitely. It's just, yeah. it's how I operate and it's probably more exhausting than it should be. But at the same time, it's, it's, you know, it's what I love to do. Yeah. I mean, it's not, you don't really consider work if you love it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, when I we were talking earlier about your Instagram following, so you have like about like close to like a hundred K, which is insane. Cause like, yeah. well, I mean, my wife, my wife has done a lot of work too, to get where she's at. I think she's at like one thirty. Oh, wow. So, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So she, so like hers is not fitness related whatsoever. It's all like fat fashion like women's fashion. Okay. So that's, that's her, that's her niche. So, um, when, like what happened, like, when did you see the, like the big explosion to your, your muscle recruitment, um, you know, Instagram page? Yeah. Uh, it's actually, it's funny and it'll probably give hope to a lot of other people because I, I started posting on there. Um, it was a little bit over like a year and a half ago, I think. And a friend suggested like, Hey, maybe you should make an Instagram. And I had never really had Instagram or knew how to work it. Mm-hmm. So it was like this learning process of, you know, I would just I would just film, you know, my my chest day and I would try to film and like, you know, very discreet in the corner that I didn't want anybody to see me filming my my exercises and things like that. Um and I did that for a while and I would kind of give explanations on, you know, hey, I followed I did John Meadows workout program. And this is like one of the things I learned from it. And it was just like tidbits of information, excuse me. And then I, uh, about a year into it, I posted a video of me on like a leg extension. And it was, it. the funny thing is, is that the way that the Instagram algorithm works, it likes, uh, it likes controversy. We'll say that. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it likes controversy. So I posted a video of me on a leg extension and I, you know, I, I had like 5,000, 6,000 followers at the time. And that post got over 8 million views. And Damn. yeah, I know it's crazy. And I didn't know why, except the fact that everybody is commenting on it saying what's the difference here and i'm like you know i just i just randomly post this thing and um uh i it got eight million views and so for three months straight i was getting 
well, for about two months straight, I was getting about a thousand followers per day. And every time I would refresh my Instagram app, it would say a hundred likes, a hundred comments and a hundred follows. And I would wait 10 seconds, refresh it again, hundred, hundred, hundred. It was absolutely insane. And that went on for like two months and then it started to fizzle out. Um, but you know, when I, when that happened, I was like, I have to seize this opportunity. There's a lot of people viewing my page. So I need to make sure that my content is up to par. So when that happened, I, I, for a, I realized that these minute long chest exercises and these videos are not getting a lot. They're not pushing them that hard. Instagram likes these short informational 12 to 20 second clips. So I started lowering that and I started going a little bit more towards like biomechanics and things like that about, because instead of doing a full chest workout, I said, okay, I'm going to teach this uh, dumbbell chest press and it's going to be a 10 second clip. And then in the caption, I'm going to write what's happening with the moment arm and where there's resistance and how mm -hmm. far you should go in the range of motion. Um, and, and, you know, what fibers of the pecs it's hitting. So I was kind of using what I had learned in, in biomechanics um, and applied it just so happens at that time. So my page started to shift into more of that stuff where it would show one movement. And, and a lot of it is things that I see in the gym that I see people doing wrong, to be honest. And then I'll, you know, of course, Instagram likes the big red X in, on the screen that says, don't do this. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and, you know, you show somebody that's like they have their arms bent in a pec deck and you say, OK, instead of doing this, do this, because this is going to shorten your pec fibers more and, and things like that. That's a little bit more digestible. Um, so I started doing that and I saw that a lot of, you know, it was just gaining a lot of traction and I continued to get a lot of followers through doing that. So I kept doing it. And the interesting thing is or like the the, the problem is is that at the end of the day, you want to put out really good content, right? Course, you want yeah. to teach people the right way to do things. Uh, and then on the flip side of that, you know that controversy causes a whole lot of uh, reels to be pushed out. You know, you get a lot of views with controversy. So, you know, it's like this line of having what Instagram wants versus educational stuff. And I've had to like, toe that line because you get greedy you have an eight million view post and you're like gosh maybe i should you know put this out there and then you start to realize like no that's not that's not the goal here you know as much as i want to that's not the goal i can still do what i want to do with these instagram posts and still i can put the red x or whatever is going to push this to more people um but i think that the intention of it is really the biggest thing and i'm at a point now where I've posted, you know, ever since that day, I just, I spend so much time looking into the research on what I'm posting so that I'm not putting out faulty content, you know, and I don't want, you know, how Instagram is, there's so much, it's so saturated and there's so many things that you see on there that is just horrible advice. Oh, of course. And, yeah. You know, there's just so much. And that's kind of like my goal is that I don't want a single post on my page to not be backed up by science, tested anecdotally, all of these things. I want to feel really, really good about what I'm posting and then the caption that goes along with it as well. And then, you know, that's that's going to that's going to 
earn trust in your followers and they're going to come back and they're going to reach out to you in the Q&As that I put up and things like that. So that's what I've found to, to work the best. Very cool. Very cool. So um, you said earlier, you're kind of like a numbers and stats guy and kind of stuff like that. So what's, what's one thing you like really, really geek out on in the fitness space? Oh gosh, there's been so many different things. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right now. So during, uh, during it's been biomechanics for the last, you know, a while. And during football season with my crazy schedule, I said, I, 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 you know, I get to the gym at like six or five 30 or whatever. And, um, I was waking up an hour earlier than that, getting up at like three 30 or four, just so that I could have enough time in the day to come down here and sit on my computer out of bed and do read studies and do research on lever arms and, you know, just so many different things with biomechanics. And that's what I do. I just sit here and I read that stuff. And then I, I, I apply it to other people and, or to other things and, you know, come up with ideas to post about, but, um, that's, that's kind of what it's been for the last while. And, it's really, really useful knowing that stuff. But at the same time, you, you, I, I go into these rabbit holes and it's like, this is the way. And then you become a science zealot and you know, and that's the only way. <laughs> Anecdote means nothing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I just, you know, I know that about myself. So I have to kind of pull back. And I think my philosophy now is just, you know, I look at the data and the research and then I apply it and I see if anecdotally, if that, works if that applies um and that's kind of how i get it but yeah i mean over the last several years it's been rabbit holes of of diet and and the mm -hmm. keto thing and saturated fat and insulin levels and just so many different things what what blueberries do to you and digestion and and, and right now it's a lot of biomechanics stuff and you know it's just it bounces around but it's all things that i'm interested in um and over time you just Another cool thing that I'll say is that there's a lot of things that I will read and digest, but then I forget it. And the thing about all of these things, which is why I love doing this, is that I'm able to digest this stuff and then keep it. It's like this information doesn't go away. And I don't know if it's a matter of me being so passionate about it or the fact that I'm just entrenched in it all the time, but I learned this stuff. And I never forget it. It's crazy. Mm. It's like I'm I'm smart or something yeah. in this aspect, you know. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. doesn't apply to anything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's like me. So there's one one tip I learned on Barbell Shrugged. Like I I'd have to say like seven years ago or something like that. It's from uh, that guy named Cal Dietz. They inter they interviewed him, and he's like the strength and conditioning coach of like the University of Minnesota. And this dude, um, he's the one that did the book Triphasic Training. Okay. Um, so he told me like, well, he, t he didn't tell me, but he told in the podcast that if you curl your big toe in on a back squat or a deadlift, it'll fire your glutes and hamstrings up on the way, on the way up. So you could actually go up quicker. Really? Yeah. And I'm like, there's no way this, this works. And so the next day I tried it and I was like, holy shit, this works. This is oh my un gosh. unreal. Like the, doing a deadlift, just like dig your toe to the ground and like, you'll just pull up and then back squatting too. Like all I owe now, like I'll tell people and they they'll do it. They're like, holy smokes. This is like, where did this come from? Really? Yeah, You're yeah. probably going to see like in a couple of days, like 
my new post and it's like me showing my toe bent up and hey look what i learned on my own yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, well I, I, I yeah I, I need i need to get tagged in it though so yeah i know <laughs> um yeah. so we're getting close to the end so i have some rapid fire questions they're not really rapid fire so just take take as much time as you want okay. um so obviously you know 2023 is coming around the corner so what are your other than like i know you have the app coming in february like do you have any other goals that you're that you're looking to hit um, either, you know, personal fitness or pretty much like our business wise. Yeah. So uh, my wife who we got married um, in September of this year. Oh, congratulations. She is, yeah. Thank you. She is f uh, a little over five weeks away from our first baby being born. Oh, cool. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. So we've been in the process of doing all of this stuff and, um, you know, we had our last ultrasound yesterday and it's a baby boy. Like we're nice. just, we are so excited. We really are. And, um, I think that, you know, with, with that happening, a big goal of mine is, is personal development, but also balance, you know, like mm -hmm. I, it's all of these things and, and still being able to have time for your family and being able to do this, you know, yeah, that, absolutely. that to me is the number one priority, um, and I think I'm, I'm a firm believer that if I continue to put in the amount of effort that I'm doing with this coaching and all of that, then everything's going to fall into place as it's supposed to. You know, I think that uh, I'm very clearly going into this, uh, my new baby coming and, and that being the sole focus for quite a while. And I have no idea what the future is going to bring with this happening. All I know is that my life is about to change. Um, but I'm excited about it. You know, I have a lot of faith that this is going to work out the way that it's supposed to. Yep. Um, and I think that if I just continue to grow and keep learning and, and, and working with people and trying to be selfless, then, then everything's going to fall into place. That's honestly the approach that I'm taking. I'm not trying to, to rush anything. Mm -hmm. So, um, I highly recommend this book that you need to get. It's called mom's on call. Yes, we are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That that thing was the absolute bible for us. Yeah. Like our our kids, I mean knock on wood, I mean our we we our kids were you know easy to work with. Like they slept through the whole night. Yeah. Like yeah. no problem. Well, I and and we've talked about it and we we already decided a while ago that that's the route that we were going to take and Smart. Yeah. with with me especially being so schedule oriented, like I think it's perfect, you know. Yeah. Either the way that that'll work out yeah so just 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 fair warning just prepared for sleepless nights yeah so yeah. but i mean that comes know. with the territory but you know that's what caffeine's for right yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so what is your favorite book wow so i uh i got into reading like murder mystery novels okay uh, uh like you know i i tore i had two uh knee surgeries i tore my acl rehabbed it for 10 months and then re-injured it the week that I got cleared. I had these injuries, but I was bedridden and I started reading, um, you know, like uh, Dean Koontz. And uh, right now I'm on a big, I, I read all the Jack Reacher books. There's a long series. I read all those. Um, but that injury got me into reading novels. And right now I'm reading James Patterson books um, there. He's got like an Alex Cross series and it's yep. like, you know, he's a detective. It's murder mysteries. Um and I think that uh, it's hard to pinpoint my favorite one. I honestly, I love them all. It's like my thing that I do before I go to bed. My wife prays. She prays for like 30 minutes before bed. So she'll go in the other room and I'll sit there and I'll read for 30 minutes. It's great. Um, and I, I love them all. But I, 
I'll say my favorite, my favorite author is the James Patterson right now. And the okay. last Alex Cross book that I read um, was, was amazing. So I'm sure I'll read them all. Yeah. So there's a book that he has called toys. Okay. You have, to, it's, it, it's not a murder mystery. It, it's like, think of uh, Jason Bourne and, and James Bond put together. Really? <laughs> yeah, it is. It was really good. Like I could not put that book down and I'm typically not the person that reads those kind of books, but like yeah. it came out and I was just like, I, I like read into it and I saw the James Bond thing. Cause I'm a big James Bond fan. Um, and so I was, I read it in like two days done, like done with it was really? like, so, yeah, it was amazing. Love that book. Yeah. I, I I'm surprised that I like that either. I mean, I, I, I get really into it though. And it's the same thing. It's like, I'm able to retain this stuff. I, that whole Jack Reacher series, mm -hmm. I read like 20 of those books. And I think that I could go to any one of those books and open up a random page and know exactly what book and what it's talking about in that. It's just, it's something that, you know, it keeps me sharp and I enjoy it. It relaxes me. It's just, it's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So, um, what is the next question is what is in your gym bag? Okay. Um, I have my uh, wrist straps. So for, you know, deadlifting and back stuff, I have all kinds of knee wraps and sleeves because of my knee surgeries. Mm -hmm. uh, there's been times that I go in and I have like, I'm doing hack squats and it looks like I just came out of surgery with like wraps all around it and things like that. <laughs> it's just given me so many issues, but um, I have heel wedges for my ankle mobility that's terrible and I use that on squat patterns and the hack squat um I have um I have my intra workout shake that I always drink it's uh I put two scoops of highly branched cyclic dextrin in there it's just dextrose fast acting carbs yep I put a uh, five grams of creatine in there I put uh uh pink Himalayan salt and no salt which is potassium I take a magnesium tab and then I put eight ounces of diet tonic water in there. So it's this, it, yeah, it's like a big, big drink like that. And I fill it up and I sip on that throughout the workout. That's been a staple for years. And when I'm dieting, I'll just go to like one scoop and when I'm bulking, it'll be three scoops, but um, that's in there. And then I have, I think that's it. It's okay. like, Oh, Oh. And also um, I have, uh, so the wrist straps that are, you know, they fold around the normal wrist straps for a deadlift. I also have, I, I can't remember exactly what they call them, but it's just like one little circle type thing. And it's for more of dumbbells that you don't wrap it around. It kind of just like groove it in, but it's, it's a, it's a wrist strap, but it's a lot shorter. And I'll use that for dumbbells. Those are rogue. And I got that from John Meadows and those things are awesome. I use those all the time. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so this, this next question is going to be a little deep. So, okay. okay so, um, let's just say, Hey Alexa. <laughs> You're good. She's been um, listening to the whole conversation. Apparently. Yeah, pretty much. She, she now, now she's going to do like, you know, find something for you on Amazon or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah. What do you need for your gym bag? <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's just say it's your last, last day on earth and all your friends and family are around you. Um, how do you want people to know you as? Oh man. I would say that this has, this has certainly changed over the years. You know, and I think for the last several years, um, it would be that I was selfless 
which I'm not great at, but it is something that I continue to try to do every day, um, that I was genuine and loyal. I think that those are two very important things that, that I hold close to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and just this idea of treating people right. I, I think that that says so much about a person's character is how they treat other people. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, I haven't always been able to say that about myself, that I'm proud of the way that I treat people, mm-hmm. but I've learned that from my experience of not treating people how I would like to, I've learned how important that is to me. And I think that, I think that that would be one of the biggest compliments that somebody could give me is that, you know, there's, there's things that, that people would say about me is that I'm, I'm passionate and I'm disciplined. Um, I help a lot of people. That's one of them. Um, but just the idea of like solid character and treating people the way that, that you should treat them. I think that that's probably the number one thing that, that I would hope people would say about me. Awesome. Love it. I love that question. Love that. Love the answer. Um, yeah. So last question is where can people contact you if they want to like start coaching, le- like learning how to, you know, have you coach them or any other questions with like fitness or personal training? So right now you could, you could go to my Instagram. That's probably the best way to contact me is my Instagram, which is muscle recruitment at muscle recruitment. Um, and then on there, there's in my bio, there's a link tree and it's got a client questionnaire. And that's what we talked about earlier. They answer all the questions yep. when they're done with that. It'll shoot me an email with all the answers. I'll send you an email back. Uh, that's kind of how that setup process works. Uh, I also respond to all my Instagram DMs, So you can DM me and say, Hey, and then with this app that's launching, they, I have a website now that, you know, you go to the website and it says coming soon and you can sign up for the app right there, but that's just www.musclerecruitment.com. So, um, your best bet, if you want to get in direct touch with me, would just be to message me on Instagram. That's the easiest way. Awesome. Well, um, thank you. For, I mean, I had so many more questions, but obviously I know you got to go and I got to go too. So, but you know, listen, thank you for coming on the show and like, you know, learning about you. And I, it's crazy that you're, you're like at literally half an hour away from where I live yeah. now. So it's just insane. But, uh, th- you know, thank you for taking the time. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, man. I really do appreciate you having me on too. I do. All right. All right. I'll talk to you later. Thank you. That was it. That was great. Yeah.